0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. Listen. Come on. We are so glad that you are here. My name is Stephen and I am the pastor of the house. Just turn to someone and say, welcome to the house. Welcome to the house. We're glad you're here. Welcome. want you to feel welcome today. And I just want to say, I realize that there are a lot of churches in Northwest Arkansas and we are not a competitive entity, but we, uh, and we're not, we're, we're not competing with any other church. We believe that we need more churches. Come on, somebody. And, and so, uh, but, but I do understand that you chose to come here today and so we're grateful and I believe that you're not here by accident, okay? I I do believe that God directs the steps of man, man and women, and and I I just, I want to tell you that uh, I, we've been praying for you. Like, we we, we may not know your name, we might not know all of your background, we certainly don't know your social security number, but, uh, (laughs) but we've been praying for you because we know that, you know, if we will do what God has asked us to do, then God will arrange and bring people in the moment that they need it. And so we have been praying for you. Listen, we serve a risen Savior, y'all. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise a little bit. I'm telling you, with all that is going on in the world, it's crazy. Y'all ever thought this is crazy? It's crazy. And with all that's going on in the world, the resurrection of Jesus is as important today as it's ever been throughout history. Like, like, we, we need some Jesus. OK? And, and, and I'll tell you this: there are three questions that I think plague humanity. Three questions I'm going to give you these questions in a second. I don't know, anybody you have uh, people in their family that you just a question ask, you ask a lot of questions. You're just, wherever you're at, you're just like ask a lot of questions. We love come on, in the Sexton house, we love Aunt Siri and Uncle Google. Yeah. Come on, like, like, I think I would have saved my parents so much headache if there would have been an option to ask. See, My kids sometimes are asking me like the most random scientific things and I'm like, do I look like Google to you? I, I, I don't, listen, y- young people have it so good today. S- seriously, y- y'all, y- y'all don't even know. Listen, when we had a question back in the day, we were dropped off at the library, Y'all don't even know about the library. And let me tell you, the the library was what you used before a search engine and a .com. Can I get a... Listen, listen, listen. And we had these things. Y'all remember the index cards? Okay, listen. I remember crying because I had to do this report and the index cards were so big. And I was like, I can't. Y'all don't even know. You got it so easy. What about encyclopedias? Like... We used to get information from volumes of books. You understand? What? And, and so for those of you who don't know what an encyclopedia is, it's like a dictionary on steroids. Okay? It's, it doesn't just give you the, the, the term. It doesn't give you just the definition. It gives you facts and information. It gives you data. And I- Remember doing a project when I was younger and having to search the encyclopedia and, and, and get my sources right. And, um, and, and in the encyclopedia, uh, there was this depth of knowledge that you were searching. And I'll tell you this never before in our culture have people been searching for what will make them feel better. People searching. Searching all the time Uh, It's 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 and it's good to have questions like we have so many questions and so many Resources, I don't know if a lot of them are true But we have so many resources where people can find answers to their questions and I and I think uh, Questions are good now. Let me just say this. I am not the person that I'm on the bandwagon of there are no bad questions Okay, I think that we are probably in our society where we are because we've had 25 years of there's no bad questions. Yes, there is bad questions. There are bad questions. And I know what we were trying to do. We were trying to kind of unlock this creative space and let people just ask anything they want. But y'all know, come on, can we get a little reality? There are some bad questions. I'm going to give you four today. Bad question number one. It's just a bad question. You're in a car, suburban or a minivan. you got five or six kids in the back. And you're going to ask, hey guys, what do y'all want to eat? You know that's a bad question. Now they're fighting. You're mad that they're fighting. But at what time did you ever see five young people all say CCs at the same time? You knew it wasn't going to happen. You knew it was going to be a bad question. And now you're frustrated at them. You need to spank. Like like you're the one that needs the time out. Like you should have never even asked that question. I think another bad question is this. You're in an interview. And you've just you're in the last interview. Come on, HR. You've met with them. You got the email. You know exactly what your job description is. You know how much you're going to be paid. You know you're it's sign on the dotted line moment. And before the question, uh, before the 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 meeting ends, you say, "Hey, so uh, when am I going to get a raise?" (laughs) I mean that. It's not like this corporation has not been asked before if there's opportunity for advancement but before you take the job that's just a really bad question you know what i'm saying and i know that some of you are like i don't think they're bad at all i think they're pretty darn good but no they're not it's just not the time for that question now let me give you one more i think that if you're on your first date okay you're on your first date let me tell you a bad question Is uh, the night's going great? It's going awesome. Come on, you may even have some boys to men playing. He's had a great, great evening. And someone on the date says, You seem like a pretty great person, so why are you still single? That's a bad question. That's a bad question because there's no way to recover from that. Actually, I have no idea. I think I am pretty great. And there's just a bunch of losers in the world. I mean, like, you, you, that, that's a bad question. It's a bad question. The last one, and you guys already know this because you know you know it's so bad you already know this. But, but don't come up to someone and ask them, how much do you... You already know. <laughs> don't, don't go up and ask them and... and, and I think that questions are good. And, and, and I want to I give you three, I think, really good questions that are going to help you. They're going to help your faith. Um, the truth is we live in dark times. We have to wrestle with things. And I think that when you begin to ask good questions, uh, you get good answers. Before we, I give you those three questions, Psalms chapter 14, verse 2 Says this the Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man. Come on, let me get a little Lord of the Rings happening here on the children of man and uh, to see if there are any who understand. To see if there are any who understand, not if there are any who think, not if there are any who are creative, not if any. Are really hard workers but do you have understanding and so all throughout the Bible there was this idea that understanding and wisdom are together and understanding is only given by God and so God is in heaven looking to see if there are any who understand any who really will seek after God there is an undercurrent in our world as if all problems in the world are happening because of a lack of awareness. And all we need to do is give more education. In our society, we spend more on students and education than any other society, and yet we are still where we are. See, I think the idea uh, sounds noble, but the whole premise of the conversation is misguided because the truth is we absolutely need more awareness. You need to know how you're acting and how that affects people. And sometimes we do do need more um, education, but the truth of the matter is worldly tools cannot illuminate understanding. They, they can't. And for us to get to the correct conclusion we have to listen, get to the source and we believe the source turns on the light switch, it turns on truth so we can walk in more freedom because I believe there's a whole lot more for you I believe there's more hope, more joy, come on listen, more peace more understanding, I believe there is more for you and today my assignment is you were meant for more you're meant for more turn to just look to someone and say you're meant for more come on you're meant for more let's talk about the first let's talk about these three questions real quick here are the three questions that i think humanity wrestles with the first is how do you deal with the darkness we see in humanity Wars, evil, frustration, uh, 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 just you can't even turn on the news without being appalled at what's happening in our world. Come on. And, 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 and it's going to drive you to a thought like how do we deal with the darkness that we see in, in humanity? The second question is this, how do we handle the dirty that comes out of us? Like, how do, we, how do we handle the dirty? How do we fix the dirty? And, and I think th- this leads us to the third question is, can we be delivered from the darkness and the dirty? And the answer is absolutely yes. Let's talk about the first question. How do we deal with the darkness we see in humanity? We have all been affected by darkness, by dark things. It seems like the old uh, mechanisms that we have clung to. Take your vitamins. Come on. Believe in family, America, education, science, and life experience is not enough to turn on the true light of understanding. The rapid growing complexity of what is happening on the earth cannot be fixed by human effort. We've tried legislation. We voted people in. We voted them out. We've removed old politicians and yet here we are. Even Martin Luther King said this. He said darkness doesn't drive out darkness. Only love can do that. Hate doesn't drive out hate. Only love is that his answer, even Martin Luther King knew that the answer for darkness was turning on the light and the answer for hate was love. There was this mom who was in the kitchen and she's cooking cookies and all the kids ate all the cookies and there was like two left so she bagged them separately, put them in the pantry, went to bed, got up in the morning, turned on the light in the kitchen, got into the pantry and, and she saw that there's only one cookie left. And so... Uh, her son runs in and she says, hey, bud, uh, there were two cookies in the pantry and now there's only one. And He's like, what? It must have been so dark. I missed the other one. <laughs> See, I think that if we're not careful, the darkness in our world will cause us to miss the blessings, come on, listen, that God has for us. And the whole time we're searching for what God has, and we're missing it, and we're getting some, but we're not getting all that he has for us. Why is there darkness? Well, let me explain this. So the ruler of this world, okay, is Satan. Yes, I understand. God has a master plan, and God is in control of that plan. And he is the architect of what's happening, but at God in the first man. Go back to Genesis chapter two. I don't have time for this, but God created man from the ground, okay, dust. Man, okay. Then he takes he takes from man out of man. Rip. He makes woman. Okay. Dang girl. You know what I'm saying? He gives man and woman dominion over all that he has created. Listen, dominion. And so man and woman, Adam and Eve, the first couple, they had, listen, dominion over everything. Okay? Then God said, yo, you can do anything, hang out, it's going to be great. I've created an awesome, pretty, pretty awesome environment for you. Uh, the one thing that you can't do is you can't eat from this tree of good and evil. You can't eat from this tree. Well, you know, they got tempted and they ate this fruit. And when they did, they gave their dominion, like their title, over to the enemy. They signed that title over. Okay? And so, God's plan was not that darkness would run rampant in our world. Okay? So, for us, God gave them ownership. And through manipulation, the enemy stole it. The enemy produces darkness in order to make it hard for you to find God. Now think about this. The the longer we go, the harder it is to find God in our society. The harder it is to find God in our government. The harder it is to find God. Come on, listen. And we have, because the ruler of this world... He's trying to make it hard. And so he throws many truths at us so that we can't find the truth. Come on. He turns off many lights so that we can't find the blessings. Does that make sense? Okay. The enemy wants to turn off the light, but here's what I need you to understand. Jesus said, yo, listen, it doesn't matter how dark it gets, nothing can stop the church. In other words, when the enemy tries to shut all the lights, there's actually a hunger in humanity to find the light switch. And sure, 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 there there will be times when we will try a substitute first. There are three substitutes that we generally try first. We will try sex, success. Security and as none of those light switches make us feel better, as none of those light switches really bring the type of illumination that we're thinking. Come on, how many of you have tried to just go into the room and you thought you're so good at living in your home you didn't think you needed to turn on a light switch and your pinky paid for it? Come on, the little toe got hurt. Because you thought, I can navigate this, but you didn't know that corner was coming. Come on, you, you didn't know someone left a, uh, a bicycle right in the middle. Uh, and you're like, it's don't even go here. Right. And so that's what the enemy does. He turns off the light and he sets traps so that you get hurt and wounded and disengaged. And you begin to harden your heart. Come on, listen. That's what he does. But God can turn and use the darkness. And I want you to know that the world is never so dark that Jesus can't turn on the light. And darkness is never so prevalent even in your own life that God can't shift it and do something. It was in the darkness of a fish's belly that Jonah reconciled with God and said yes to his mission. It was in the darkness, come on listen, of, of, of the lion's den That Daniel saw God show up, shut the mouth of the lion, come on, and see God's faithfulness. And you may be in a season right now where you feel like it's totally dark, nothing is working for you, everything that you have seemingly tried to figure out is not working. But I need you to know that God works in the darkness. In the darkness of death, Jesus rose to rescue mankind and become, listen, the Savior of the world. Come on, give him some praise. The second question is, how do we handle the dirty that comes out of us? How do we handle the dirty that comes out of us? If you didn't know, we have a building that is one mile down the street on Olive, and uh, in fact, this is our last service here, and so you're like, are we moving in? We're actually not. Uh, uh, it's cool. We're in the in-between stage. Um, we're going to be uh, having church next Sunday, 9.30, in the parking lot, so none of you have to dress up. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, bring your Dallas Cowboy lawn chairs. It's going to be great. And uh, don't do that. Don't. It's Easter. Uh, 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 but but you know, bring your lawn chair, and we're going to have kind of an abbreviated service. And we, we, we got two Sundays uh, under the um, the porch, the patio area, and then Mother's Day we will have occupancy and you know, just for you moms. We we just want to open up for you moms. You're so special. Uh, and so that's going to be our first uh, service in there. And I can't tell you how much we're going to have done, but it's going to be enough to <laughs> turn on the light and scatter the darkness. Come on, somebody. <laughs> All right. So we're spraying the ceilings um, in the lobby. And the paint that we're using is this dry fall paint. And, and so the, the, in, the, in the lobby, it, it's going to be black like this and... and um, and so the dry fall is falling. And so our project manager thought, you know what? We really need to get some paper down. And the reason was because as, as all the contract workers were walking through, because there are a large part of the project that is pretty much complete. And so we have flooring down there. And so they were walking through the paint that was falling and it was getting everywhere. It was getting everywhere. It was getting everywhere. And that's what sin does in our lives. Listen, here's what I I need you to know is that we are all spreading sin. It kind of gets on us. It's in us. And, and I know that most of our stories of hurt and offense are what people have spread on you. But I need you to know that there's been moments when you've spread. Like, like, like sin spreads worse than the stomach bug. I just need you to, like sin is, is spreading. And we're walking through this life managing our own sin. And here's what happens. It's because of our desires and our feelings. They want to lead our life. And they want to be the driver of our life. And so how I feel and what my desires. And here's what the Bible says. Our feelings and our desires, our flesh, when it's in control, it produces selfishness. Selfishness produces sin. Sin leads, listen, to death. And then it promotes evil in the world. We've all been affected by evil. Evil. We've all been affected. Sin will stain your soul and it causes you to be, listen, unclean. That's why there are so many ways for us to to sin. And the truth of the matter is it's in us to want our flesh to lead. Come on. Most people want to have a comeback. Most people When someone says sit down, you may do it out of compliance, but inside, I'm standing up. It's in us to want to do our own thing. And here's what I need you to know. Is it spreads to every part of our life and it affects every relationship. And you've been affected by someone's sin and you've affected somebody else. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, for we have all sinned. All. Everybody say all. Everybody say me. Me. Like we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so here's what that looks like the reason the enemy wants you to sin. So sin is enticed. Uh, I mean, flesh is enticed and it leads to sin. And sin, when we mess up, it instantly brings shame and guilt and hardness. When, when our kids were really young, I would, I, would, I would take my fist and I would make it as hard as I could. And I would have them feel my knuckles and feel, feel this. And I, and I would say, here's the, what the enemy wants to make your heart really hard. So that you, so God can't penetrate it. And here's what will happen. Let me tell you something. The enemy never takes us from A to Z but he takes us from A to B, from B to C, from C to D, from D to what's next. I'm just <laughs> I'm just checking to see if you're awake. You know that? E, from E to, come on, come on, help me. From F to, that's all I'm going to do. And each time we give a little bit more in, our heart gets a little bit harder. And then all of a sudden we're in a place we never wanted to be because he moves and he tries to get us. Does that make sense? And so God comes in and God softens it. And when we seek God and we turn on the light, then all of a sudden that hardness begins to melt. The Bible says like wax before him. It's no longer hard. Have you ever seen melt, wax, wax melt? Have you ever tried to do the hot glue gun come on somebody? And you're like, ah, oh, whack, ah, ah. And it's stringy and it's like, "It's still burns. You know it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, it was so hard and now it's not. That's how God wants your heart. Not stringy. Melted. Okay. Went. Adam and Eve sinned. Here's what happened. Uh, Something in them changed. And here's the process. And and I'm going to describe this. And I I want you to see if this is anybody you know. They sinned. And then they got scared. They tried to cover it. They hid. And they started blaming everybody in their life. This is the recipe and it affects all of us. Well, I wouldn't have done that if I, well, I wouldn't have done that if I, well, I didn't know if I, oh, I didn't know I, and I was just, I, I wouldn't have got in that wreck if my phone hadn't beeped, and I, I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Come on, help me. It's not me. Come on. This is the pattern, but there's an answer. Sin affects us in the exact same way. But there is good news. You don't have to live. Come on, listen with the dirtiness. While the enemy wants to cover you with dirt and shame, Jesus, come on, somebody can wash it all away. Jesus Jesus isn't scared of your dirty. Like he isn't scared of your dirty. He wants to remove it. And he is the only one that can. Here's my last question. Is this... Can we be delivered from the darkness and the dirty? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. There's only one, listen, that can deliver you, and his name is Jesus. Come on. Freedom is coming. It has a name, and his name is, come on, Jesus. Jesus. But a lot of people don't understand the complexity of what Jesus did. Jesus took the cup of wrath, God's wrath, that was meant for you, and he took it. Let me explain this, because I, I, I think a lot of people are celebrating Easter and celebrating Jesus. But if you miss a central thought, and you kind of jump over it, then you will not fully understand why we are all praising and why we're happy and why we're using this weekend to celebrate Him. Matthew chapter 20, verse 22. Come on, look at this. And Jesus answered. So there, there's a conversation. There's a staff meeting. There's actually a little argument happening with James and John. And some of the other disciples are frustrated because James and John are like, yo, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I have two men on our staff, and you know they do this all the time. You know, Devin and Stephen, they're always like, I'm better. No, I'm better. And Devin's like, I'm better at basketball. And Stephen's like, no way. You know, and so it's like all the time. And then I play them, and you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it's easter it's easter all right listen don't sin all right listen uh, Listen look at this It says this don't they're, so they want to be who's the greatest and jesus answers Do you not know you don't you don't even know what you're asking Are you able to drink the cup That I am able to drink And they're like yeah sure I mean like in their mind If you can drink it, I can drink it. I don't mind cooties. You you sit first, I'll sit second, I'm good. And they totally missed it. They didn't understand what they were talking about. Because here's the deal. And And even us in the church, I don't want us to miss it. All in the Old Testament, it talks about the wrath of God. And the wrath of God is revealed against evil. Whoa, 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 I thought God was all love. He is absolutely all love. And the reason that wrath comes on evil is because evil destroys love. Let me give you a, a couple of verses. We're going to do two or three. Are you ready? All right, say I'm ready. ready. Jeremiah 25 verse 15 says, Thus uh, uh, trust the Lord, the God of Israel. And he said to me, thus the Lord God of Israel said to me, Take from my hand this cup of wine of wrath. And make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. There's this idea that God has always been against evil. Always. Revelations fourteen nine and 10 says, And another angel, a third, followed him, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives the mark on his forehead or hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength in the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Luke twenty-two forty-two. 42. It's about to get lighter. Relax. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We all know this verse, but sometimes it doesn't have context. Look at what it says. Come on, look at it. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Here's the thing. Just leave that verse up there. There are two cups. And you need to know this. God absolutely loves you. But God absolutely hates evil. And the cup of God's wrath will be poured out and given to evil. Someone had to take that cup. Jesus was the one that took the... Cup of evil, the, the cup of his wrath, so that he could extend to you the cup of his grace. And if you don't understand that, then here's the deal: you will think by your effort alone, or the fact that you're reading the Bible, or the fact that you're attending church, or the fact that you're doing something on your own, this cup was made for you. Come on. It's like bud, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, this one was made for you. poured out on evil the truth is God never wanted any of his creation to have to deal with this cup he never wanted it but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that you could drink from a different cup grace and mercy you feel what I'm saying And so you have to ask yourself, do I, have I given my life to the Lord? Because Jesus is the one that took the cup. And the truth of the matter is if you haven't today, then I really want to challenge you. You don't want that cup poured out on you. Well, I thought God was all love. He's 100% love. There, in him there is no darkness. Everything that God does is love. That's why he sent Jesus. And I just need you to know that God isn't in heaven overly frustrated at all of the dirty darkness in humanity. God is after evil. And he has given us the ability to come under the blood of Christ... And for all of our sin and all of our shame to be washed away. As I end today, here's what I need you to know. I need you to, rem- I need you to be reminded that the death rate in northwest Arkansas is 100%. We all gonna, me- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody's like, no it's not. <laughs> it's 100%. And I wanted to, listen, I really wanted to do a warm and fuzzy for Easter. But this week, I had a friend of our family. I had to drive up to Neosho on Tuesday. And I was with a family friend a couple hours before they died. And uh, I got to be in the room and pray with the family. And could just see the life withering away from this person. And when I got into the truck and I, and I head back, I thought, I don't want you to taste death. I want you to have life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, see, that, 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 that's actually a biblical context. There are three times in the New Testament where Jesus, when someone actually died, he said they were sleeping. Why would he say they were sleeping? Because here's the deal. When Jesus talks about death in the New Testament, he's talking about the second one. We are all, this body will take a nap. We will all, come on, you were born and you're going to die. But the death that he's talking about is the death of your soul. Come on, the death of your spirit. And he can save you. And Jesus is the answer to death. You hear what I'm saying? And we want you to have life, Jesus says, and life more uh, Come on. So let me tell you why we're so excited. Acts chapter 10, verse 39. It says this. And we are his witnesses of all that he did, both in the county of the Jews in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him appear. Not to all the people, but to those who were chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to people and to testify. And I just need to talk to some of you in the room. There is no place for apathy in the kingdom. If you are saved, you were spared from the cup of wrath. And the cup of grace has been poured out on your life. And the truth is, I have experienced his grace countless times in my life. And I just want to know the idea that you drink from a different cup should cause you to testify. And it should overcome your insecurity. It should overcome because here's the deal. Because of what Jesus has done, I'm going to have life. And I want to tell that to the world. Come on. Does that make sense? Come on. Y'all give him some hands. It says this. To testify that he is the one appointed by God to judge the living and the dead. To him, all of the prophets here bear witness that anyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. I got some good news for you. The dirty can be gone. The darkness can be scattered. I got some good news for you. You can leave here different. That means there's more life, more hope, more joy, more peace. You were meant, come on somebody, for more. You're meant for more. Ben, go ahead and come up. You're meant for more. And so I don't know where the lights have gone off. But I know that there's a light switch. And, and I don't know. Listen, listen, listen. I don't know how much dirtiness and shame you feel. And, and, I, and I want to tell you that why, while shame and guilt are not uh, Useful They actually cause a lot of bondage. I do want you to say that conviction Is very valuable and if you listen, I just want to throw something at you if your heart is so hard You're no longer convicted Come on, can, can we just go can I go real for five minutes? If I can act however I want and I always blame the other people in my life. If I can watch porn after porn and it never bothers me. If I can cheat and find a way to manipulate my money. If I can judge every person I see. I just need you to know it's real subtle. That your heart can get super hard. And I need you to allow Jesus, come on, to wash you clean, to take all that off. The truth is you're not good enough, but Jesus, come on, he got that power wash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just kind of get it off of you. And don't, don't, don't leave it on you for another week. Don't leave it on you for, a, for another season. Go ahead. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website we hope you have a great week